Hello, and welcome back to Journey Through Limbo. This is episode eight of this podcast. If you're still tuned in, I am sorry. Um, Brian uh, is my co-host, as always. Brian, how are you this week? Uh, I'm all right. I recently went to, like, a talk. Like, not quite a lecture. It was called the lecture, but it wasn't. It was more just kind of a talk. And and it was hosted by one of the guys from Radio Lab. Radio Lab, probably the most famous podcast if you're, you know, really into podcasts, like some sort of dork. Um, but when I was there, uh, during the Q&A section, someone was like, what do you think the biggest problem in podcasts are right now? And, and Jada Bumrad said, uh, white guys who sit in their basements and yammer on for hours and hours. And immediately I sat, immediately I thought to myself, I'm part of the problem. Yep. Yep. Our episode seven was definitely part of the problem. Um, I blame Brandon. Fair enough. Anyway. So, uh, this week we have a very special guest. Um, the one, the only, the maybe only other person besides the two of us that's been mentioned every podcast. Well, us and Brad, um, that has been mentioned in every podcast. Epic Jason, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hi, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's great to, great to have you on. Um, so I would like to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about yourself and go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, let us know your gaming background, um, as if we don't know you. Um, let us know your comic background and kind of what led you to MCP. Yeah, so I've been a fan of comic books for as long as I can remember. I grew up in the two, early 2000s where there were a lot of really great superhero commercial or cartoons on reruns. And then that segued into a love for comics. And uh, right as I was getting to the age, I could really appreciate that stuff. Iron Man 1 came out. So that kickstarted a huge love for superheroes that uh, led me to work at a comic book store where I met Jason and Brian. I've only been playing MCP since January, and that's the first miniatures game I've ever played. So, Brian, normally I know that you have a hard time making suggestions because you feel that the people that come on this podcast are better than you at the game. This should oh, be a fun one for you, then. No, no, no. I don't need to worry about that this, this week. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, not even close. Uh, in fact, I, I'm, I should probably just rewrite your whole list for you. Oh, yikes. Yeah, you... Uh, I wonder if the new one will beat you as often as this one does. Oh, no, it's fine. I've got Dormammu now. You'll just uh, <laughs> you'll just you'll just tilt out. I can win my turn one. I can confidently say that this version of the list has never beat me. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, have you played uh, against it? Nope. That's the point, Brian. That was the uh, joke. Thank you. Yeah, um, I wouldn't want to fight me either. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's Epic Jason. Welcome to the show, sir. We're, we're very happy to have you. Um, but before we get started into our list-building portion of the episode, Ryan, I do believe you have an ad read for us. Yeah, of course. Uh, all right, it says, just reread the same old ad that you've done a bunch of times already. I don't think I, don't think I was supposed to say that out loud. Oh, awkward. Because, as always, Journey Through Limbo is sponsored by CerebroMCP.com, your one-stop destination for reference materials and list building for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Do you need anything else? 
No. Dang. That's the whole. That's the whole ad. Thank you, thank you, Cerebro MCP, um, for sponsoring our episode as always, and thank you, Brad, our reluctant overlord. Um, so, Epic Jason, let's uh, let's talk about this list. Uh, I do believe you have a single affiliation roster today. Um, what? Uh, talk to us. What? What's your What's your affiliation that you you brought to the table? So I am. So I am playing Avengers, but I've tried to build a little bit of a different Avengers list. One that fights a little harder and doesn't really make use of uh, Steve or Sam as the leader. This is a Hulkbuster list. Ooh, fun. Okay, so Hulkbuster it is. Let's go ahead and add him as our first model then. Um, talk to us about Hulkbuster. Why, why do you like Hulkbuster? Why did you decide for your list to be centered around that? Uh, first of all, he's absolutely massive on the table, which is probably my favorite part about him. Giggity. It feels good to play with this model. It's an awesome sculpt. But he also dishes out quite a bit of damage and has more control than uh, than a lot of other pieces that I've encountered in my short time with this game. You've got unsized restricted pushes on his builder, and uh, Meteor Punch is probably my favorite spender in the whole game. Absolutely just... He hits like a truck and survives pretty well. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Hulkbuster model coming out is kind of the last was the last straw for getting you into the game, right? A little bit, yeah. I'm a uh, I'm a big Tony Stark fan. Uh, you guys can cringe now. Yeah. Uh, well. I will also mention point of clarification. Uh, Dormammu is bigger. Dang. Well, Dormammu is bigger, but Hulkbuster has more height. Now that we're done measuring no. our miniatures, um, let's <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's let's put them back in our pants and get on with it. So, um, Hulkbuster it is. So I'm going to go ahead and read off his leadership ability in case someone does not understand what his leadership ability is or does not know. Um, so when an allied character would suffer damage from a collision, reduce the amount suffered by one. If your squad is using the Hulkbuster's leadership ability, when this character is put into play, you are still using this leadership ability, which is relevant because the other side... Um, he doesn't flip like a normal character, right? Um, he has a, another superpower that is called Enhanced Support Systems. If this character would flip its stack card to the injured side, place Iron Man Hulkbuster within two of it and remove this character from the battlefield. Iron Man Hulkbuster has no damage, power, special conditions, or effects, and is now a part of your squad. Additionally, during the power phase, this character gains one additional power. So... That's pretty cool. That's a lot to unpack, but basically he is a big Hulk busty Iron Man, and if he gets taken down, which doesn't happen often, but if it does happen, he becomes Little Iron Man, and Little Iron Man is interesting because he has a superpower called Always Have a Backup that costs 10 power, which is the most expensive superpower in the game. Um, place a Hulkbuster character within one of this character. It has no damage, power, special conditions, or effects. Hulkbuster gains an activated token. It is now part of your squad. Remove this character from the game. So it's pretty cool. You could potentially get another... You could get Hulkbuster back, which is a neat mechanic. Um, so yeah. Brian, what do you think about Hulkbuster? Um, I respect the beef, but I hate playing against him. He just punches. He just punches forever. Would you say he meteor punches forever? No, I wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. okay. I would say that. 
Yeah. Well, you see, I wouldn't say that because Jason can say it for me. Okay. Just every time. Oh, oh, yeah, meteor, meteor. Po- <laughs> uh, one thing about baby Iron Man, it hasn't come up often, but he counts as healthy even after he flips. Right. So that can be really good for contesting. Yes, that's that's very relevant. Um, both sides count as healthy, which is relevant for um, if if you use them out of affiliation with the criminal syndicate, for example. Um, oh, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, that's that's a big reason why people love him with CS. So, You're I think right. Brian would just hate Hulkbuster more if he was under Kingpin. Yeah. No, I'd actually I'd be fine with it. Uh-oh. Really? Careful what you wish yeah. for, Brian. Well, it's, it's criminal syndicate. What's the big deal? Oh yeah, screw off. <laughs> Anywho, I have never, I have never managed to uh, call the second suit, but it is on my uh, my short list of things that I would like to accomplish in this game. I'm constantly tinkering with ideas for how to get it faster. Nice, I love it. Well, I think that we have talked a lot about Hulkbuster, kind of established his basis for our list. Um, he's also a character we've talked about before. So let's let's go ahead and move on. Who's your next character in your list? Your next affiliated character. So my next affiliated character is my sub leader, and I know I said I liked playing Hulkbuster because I didn't have to play either Captain America. But I think that when Captain America Sam Wilson is not your leader, he can do some really interesting stuff. He's got charge into a uh, range four shield throw, which is super nasty. And not having him as my leader lets uh. So you play a little less safe with him, which I think is a lot of fun. He's the only long mover in the list, which, uh, you know, playing against, uh, we, we have uh, Darius on Web Warriors quite often. It, uh, I need to be able to keep up. I just, uh, I really like Sam Cap. Yeah, so Captain Sam Erica, if you will, um, <laughs> is a just a really good all-around piece. I, I'm of the opinion that he is one of the best three threat characters in the game, um, even without his leadership ability. If you completely ignore that part of his card, just airlift and charge um, are relevant. But the charge into, like you said, the range four shield throw with Ricochet, um, he's just really good all around. Um, he's a he's a he's a long mover with flight, and then that's all before you even mention vibranium shield. So he's just a, a really solid all around character. Um, Brian, what do you think about Captain Samerica? Um, I I honestly like him more in the like list chicken sort of aspect. Uh huh. Because you know Sam Spam was running around for a while and was derided by quite a few people, and and that was sort of like the meta defining list, and so people were like, okay, I'm gonna have these Sam Spam counter strategies. Uh-huh. You see Cap, you see, uh, you see uh, Sam Wilson on the list, and you go, "All right, it's Sam Spam, uh, not a big deal." And then Hulkbuster, welcome to pain. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the jam. I feel like one of the weaknesses to both Captain Americas is they're more vulnerable to throws since they can't get vibranium shield on a dodge dice. And uh, the Hulkbuster leadership kind of helps offset that a bit. Absolutely, that's a, that's a good way good way to think of it. So 
that's uh yeah that's captain sam uh that's a that's a pretty good thing brian i'm glad you brought up the list chicken part of it because that's uh mm. that's really important um sometimes it's it's nice to have a second leader in your list just to freeze your opponent into thinking about it um oh i love a good game of list chicken uh-huh so without further ado let's go ahead and get to our next affiliated character so my next affiliated character i'd like to talk about uh really needs no introduction he's been mentioned almost every episode on this podcast uh i am playing dr voodoo oh there he is uh what's there to say that hasn't already been said honestly he's exceptional uh if you're playing avengers you're playing this character yeah so again he is the he is the one of those characters that we talk about that you include if if he's an an affiliated character you're absolutely playing him if he's an unaffiliated unaffiliated character for your list you're still considering him um yeah so you're playing avengers so he's a windmill slam dunk um like you said we've we've kind of talked about him almost every episode um lots of people hate him think that he should be nerfed um daris looking at you brian and i disagree um yeah brian what do you you have anything to add no is that the cliff notes it's uh uh yeah it's just sort of dr voodoo sweet everyone hates him yeah except us apparently we we, we kind of like him we think he's a swell guy very effective on the table that's for sure yeah that's the thing um he is the quintessential um extract piece in the game right him or black cat uh, you can make an argument for for one over the other some people prefer one um dr voodoo is my pick i really enjoy him i also just enjoy him as a character so it, it makes it an easy sell for me um anyway do either of you have anything else to add about dr voodoo that we that we haven't already talked about cool sculpt gorgeous sculpt. the miniature just looks amazing yeah yeah the the extra little like um candles and skulls and stuff that he comes with um really really adds to the to the ambiance of the mini so. brian what were you gonna say oh i was just gonna say i painted mine oh finally nice, nice. and he looks amazing i'm about to prime mine soon so now, I got to see uh, Brian's Dr. Voodoo at one of our last game nights, and, uh, you know, your Dr. Voodoo followed by your Dormammu, you really are, like, an amazing painter. Oh, my Brian. God. Stop. You don't give yourself nearly enough credit. I don't want to give myself credit. Yeah, have you not well, figured it out? Brian is Eeyore. He is incapable of allowing himself to receive credit. So. As soon well, as I'll I... do it for him. As soon as, as soon as I start accepting the smoke being blown up my ass... That's when I'm gonna get insufferable. <laughs> that's that's what'll do it, huh? Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> think about how much worse my personality would be with any amount of self-esteem. <laughs> You're too hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Anywho. What's the next? What's the next thing? Yep, yep. Do the next thing. What's the <laughs> next thing? The next character I'd like to talk about is a. Uh... My second favorite character in the entire list. He makes almost every game. I don't think I've played this list and haven't taken him. Oh, can I guess? You can guess. Wong. 
Uh, okay, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Can I guess again? Sure. Can I guess again? Um, 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 Beast. Brian, would you like to take a guess? No, I hate guessing games. Just tell us what it is. <laughs> I'm talking about Luke Cage, of course. Oh, that was my next my next guess, obviously. Sure. Mm, mm. All right. All jokes aside, um, yeah, I, I I know that Luke Cage is a character that you really like, but let's let's uh, let's hear about him. What what do you like about Luke Cage, Epic Jason? Huge fan of the comic book character. Luke Cage is just an awesome dude all around. But on the table. For only three threat, I can't think of a time that I was sad to bring him. He bodyguards, he has a stagger on his builder. Unbreakable skin is especially good with uh, the Hulkbuster leadership because you can flat reduce throws by two. And uh, Unbreakable skin may not let you reduce below one, but the Hulkbuster lead does. So it's happened numerous times that he's had a size four piece of terrain thrown at him, and he's just blocked out and not taken any damage. Yeah, he uh, he pulls his weight every game. Oh, I have I have thrown many a lamp post at, at Luke Cage because I wasn't paying attention, and and Jason's just sitting there and he's like, "Are you sure you want to spend the power to do that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it was a big deal. I'll, just, I'll try to I'll deal the last one to to daze him." And he's like, "No, I ignore it." Oof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it happens quite often. Uh, he also allows you to activate heroes for hire, which I think is one of the better tactics cards in the game. Uh, all around, I just I just love this character and I love this model. Yeah. I bring him almost every game. We'll talk about heroes for hire here in a little bit, I'm sure. But yes, he's a he's a very solid character, and like you said, the the too dangerous to ignore is very good. It's not quite a bodyguard, but it's close. Um, he does have to be. Um, he does have to be within two of the, the attacker, right? So it's it's a little bit different from a bodyguard, but it's still yep. still very relevant, especially like you said with Heroes for Hire. So um anyway. Well, I think that that would be so speaking of Heroes for Hire, you know, that card can also be used with Iron Fist. So I think that that give, brings us to our next logical addition to your list. Which has to be Miles Morales, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it's uh, Randy Dan, good old Iron Fist. Oh, Randy, Randy Dan. Dan, Brian and I's favorite character in MCP, and in all of comics, right? I, I just right every time we're talking about comics in the group chat, it's oh, did you? I just love Immortal Iron Fist. It's just such a great run. The character is so so profound. Jason really really can't talk about Iron Fist enough. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then all of the Netflix shows shows got moved over to Disney Plus, and and Jason was like, "Man, I get to watch Iron Fist again. It's almost like the first. It's yeah. like the first time all over again." Man, I get to watch Iron Fist again. I'd rather scoop my own eyeballs out with a spoon. <laughs> anyway, uh, so- as a brief aside, uh, I actually have been rewatching those shows as they have gotten added to Disney Plus, and uh, let me tell you, Daredevil held up really well. Um, it did. I've also been Iron Fist. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's there. Uh huh. There's uh certainly uh certainly several seasons of it. That's, it's that's... uh. It, it's it's there. 
yeah, uh, you know. But uh, in the game, uh, Danny Rand is a lot more interesting. He, again, for only three threat, he just brings so much. Flying kick allows you to place pretty easily, get some damage in, and uh, the stun on his builder. But we all know why we're bringing him. It's that uh, eight power, nine dice, the iron fist. Let's you shut down an enemy big boy or flat out kill someone. Uh, I mean, when you uh, don't forget that Gabby has a uh, a bodyguard that is. <laughs> yeah, that'd be embarrassing if you forgot that. Yeah, I, I can't believe that Absolutely. anyone would ever do that. So. Who would yeah. who would do that? Waste eight power. What kind yeah. of moron would play right into a bodyguard into a into a too dangerous to ignore then straight into exceptional healing? That would be so embarrassing. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I felt so bad for that play, but I felt so good too. Um, I had to I had to learn somehow, you know. That's true. Oh. That's true. It's a oh. mistake I won't make twice. You got Oh, you learned you learned that day. You got learned in the way of Gabby, so I don't think I bring Iron Fist quite as often as I bring Luke Cage. He's more of like a tech piece for when uh, someone else has something like a Hulkbuster or a Hulk or a Dormammu, for example, well, since uh, Brian has lately chosen passive path I'm, of violence. I'm glad that you brought that up because I, so we, we talk, if, if no one can pick up on the sarcasm, I despise Iron Fist in the, as a comic character. Um, I despise the Netflix shows. There's nothing about the actual character of Danny Rand that I that I enjoy. That's why we have made fun of him by calling him Randy Dan. Um, whatever. That said, I really enjoy playing the piece on the tabletop. Um, the he was a tech piece for my Brotherhood of Mutants list for a while, where I would um, use him in the Corvus Glaive matchup to be there for Heroes for Hire because. Danny is very apt to surviving an Iron Fist strike attack um, because of his built-in master martial artist, right? So he's he's changing um, he, he's changing blanks in the defense rolls to successes while within three. So whenever he gets his place off of Heroes for Hire, he's very likely within well he has to be within range three of um, of Corvus Glaive. He very likely survives that hit. Corvus gives him power if he does any damage, which helps build your Iron Fist attack. Also, if he doesn't die from that, Corvus gets thrown away, which hurts Corvus's action economy, right? So, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of good good things. Um, as you said, I just wanted to bring that up because a lot of people are having issues dealing with things like Corvus Glaive um, or, as you said, Dormammu. Um, Danny Rand can be a very good tech piece for those matchups. No one else in the game does what he does. Absolutely. Uh, another thing, he gains an extra power during the power phase, and uh, as you'll see soon, I play a lot of very expensive tactics cards, so that has come in handy more than once for uh, being able to do some shenanigans. Absolutely. Brian, what do you think about old Randy Dan? Oh, I I love playing Iron Fist. Um, I kind of wish that they would just... Like, like I think Iron Fist deserves an errata 
to just take all the rules text and put it on a different character. I I agree. I I, I don't know who. I I am probably going to three D print a a Shang Chi model and use him. Um, Shang Chi would be cool. Uh, Moon Dragon might be an option. Mm -hmm. Literally anything but Iron Fist. There are there are lots of martial artist characters in the Marvel U universe that deserve a quality piece more so than than old Randy Dan. Yeah. Oh yes. So, um, anybody have anything else to say about Randy Dan as as a game piece? Yeah, the uh, the one Iron Fist fan out there just uh, unsubscribed from this podcast. Oh yes, yes. I am sorry lone subscriber um i'm I'm hey man there are there are dozens of them out there dozens well dozen maybe if (laughs) (laughs) anyway so that's iron fist that we're already at our halfway point you're you're blowing brandon out of the water see this is how it's done brandon (laughs) Um, (laughs) anyway uh what's our next character jason so our next character is uh I spoke about needing lots of power for expensive tactics cards. So I'm bringing Hawkeye, who generates so much power and doesn't have very good ways to spend it himself, which makes him uh, really good in my list to power some of my big plays. I'm a big fan of Hawkeye in the comic books and in the MCU, uh, so I was interested in him before. And then I found out how good he was in the list. He slings conditions. He's really mobile. He can sit... I play a lot of uh, like uh, E maps, so he can sit on the back E and shoot mid pretty easily. Uh, big fan of Clint Barton. Yeah, it's it's funny that uh, we've had two Hulkbuster players on here, and both people are big fans of Hawkeye as a support piece for for Hulkbuster, and I, I think that's interesting. I'm glad that you brought up the point about the tactics cards because I believe that that's an underrated part of this game is to have a character that is able to play a lot of the tactics cards that um, sometimes other characters wouldn't be able to afford. Um, yeah, no, he's he's really, really sweet. Um, I am not a big Clint Barton fan. I'm, I'm much more on the Kate Bishop side of the Hawkeye paradigm, but um, but yeah, the uh, he's he's a fun piece in MCP. What do, what do you think, Brian? I think... Uh, someone have to run the stats on this, but I think we've talked about Hawkeye. Like, it, like of characters that we've talked about the most, it's like number one is Doctor Voodoo, and I think number two is Hawkeye. Could be. I mean, Magic's got to be pretty high on that list as well, right? Uh, yeah, Magic Just, is uh, definitely number two, um, but Hawkeye might be three. What does Hawkeye. it say about Doctor Voodoo that the podcast's namesake comes up on the podcast less than he does? Well, um, hey, listen. Darius will take every opportunity to like knock us for that. You don't need to. You don't need to. We we also definitely couldn't call the podcast Brother Daniel. <laughs> that was just that was just not a thing. Or That's seance not... or seance like that probably wouldn't be great either. Um... No. <laughs> yeah, fair point. There's staff of Legba might get some weird looks. Uh... <laughs> well, the. The problem is Legba is a real thing and like Papa Legba is like the the <laughs> You you like, didn't say that a, with a straight face. 
<laughs> no, no. Papa Legba is a real sort of folklore character from voodoo and okay. and that sort of like he's a, a a real thing. I calling a person a thing is a little weird, but okay. Concept conceptually, that's a, a reference to a a real concept, which makes it a little weird. Uh, also, it's weird. It, like I, ironically, I often feel very uncomfortable saying staff of legba so then i just say staff of ligma uh-huh yeah that's why you say it well listen the i can rationalize it however i want to the um back to like podcast naming could you imagine if our podcast was named spirit venom do you know how many like weird like 90s rock fans we would get Dragon yeah like that's a great that's a great band name but absolutely Great is a great is a loose term here, but sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, Hawkeye. <laughs> Brian, talk to me about Hawkeye. Oh man, who doesn't like bringing Hawkeye? He uh, he's got a bow and sunglasses, and and somehow and... somehow his arrows. Uh, uh, what are the conditions the Hawkeye throws at? It's bleed, shock, poison, and there's slow. another slow. Yeah, yeah. He's a. I can't he's believe a the guy. Fiend. Like bringing poison arrows feels kind of rude, right? Like, where's the I boxing? Mean, where's the boxing glove? Yeah, right. What's he? What's he supposed to do when uh you know it's Hawkeye on a back point versus uh. I don't know. Miss Marvel. I, I have to assume that the that the shock one is the is the boxing glove arrow, not because like it actually hit you, but because you were shocked that he actually tried to shoot that across the map and it just like mm. fell in front of him and you're just shocked that it was an attempt that was made. Um, like oh my I, mean, I like that better than than uh getting hit with a taser. Yeah. Oh, that's As someone who has been tased on multiple occasions, it's not fun. And now we're on a list. Um, anyway, hang on, multiple. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the what's, what's the, the what's the next character? What's the next? Yeah, character? yeah. Uh... Okay. <laughs> I thought that was a Jason thing to get tased, but um. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> um, yikes. Um, yeah. Next characters. Character number seven. <laughs> So character number seven uh, is another character that I'm a big fan of. I'm bringing Vision. Ooh. He's one of three, four threats in this list, and he's probably my favorite one, which it's hard to do over uh, Dr. Voodoo, but he just brings so much that I love. He gains so much power for my tactics cards. He's the only... That's not true. He's one of two beams that I have in the list. He's surprisingly tanky. He's got a throw, which I do a lot. Vision's just great. He's tanky. He does a lot of damage. He's a great mid-range piece, and he comes with some pretty sweet immunities. I bring him not as often as Luke Cage, but he's definitely character number three, I think. I could see that for sure. Um, I know that uh, to be the case because of the amount of times that I've heard, hey, Jason, can I borrow your vision? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, 
But the um, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Imagine buying your models. No, he's bought him. That's the sad part. <laughs> he's not together. He needs. I'm trying. I'm waiting to paint him. He uses. I don't want to glue own, his cape on. He uses his own character card. He just borrows my <laughs> model. Oh. Yours is painted so pretty. I need to. I need the drip. I don't know. I, he needs redone. Um. Anyway, but yeah, no. Vision's a um, a very strong character. He's one of my favorite um, early models in the game. Um, I used to play him a lot with my Wakanda early on. Um, he was one of my favorite uh, early adopted models of the game. And I think that Vision, when people talk about power creep in the game, I like to point to Vision as um, an example of the opposite, um, whereas he has been around for a very long time, and he's still very relevant. He's just a strong character. He's very durable. He, ha- he has the throw, the beam, just like you said. He's just a very versatile character. Um, Brian, what do you think of Vision? He Vision is so underrated. Absolutely. I think I think that whole character pack is just like like both Vision and Winter Soldier. I think people sleep on them all the time when if you put them in your 10 depending on the situation and depending what your list is trying to do. Vision and Winter Soldier both find slots more often than you would do than you would expect. Absolutely. I agree. Okay, well that's that's Vision. Who is our that's what? Character number 7. Who's our eighth character, Jason? This character number 8 is another four, uh the final one in the list. This is Captain Marvel. Ooh. She's a recent addition uh suggested by Jason previously. And I think she's here to stay, to be honest. For four threat, you get a ton of punching power. She's almost unkillable in binary form. Uh, I've gained a lot of power off of her energy absorption, and uh, I'm bringing I'm bringing a specific crisis that I expect to play her quite a bit on when that crisis comes up, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But she's got some immunities that are relevant to my crises as well. Carol's just great. I'm never sad when she's on the table. She does a lot, and I have Hulkbuster to deal with other big boys, but she is also really good at it. So I'm a big Captain Marvel fan, but that said, as flattered as I am that you gave me credit, I have to give credit where it's actually due, and Brian made the suggestion to add Captain Marvel to your roster. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you brought it up because my mistake. I no, mistake. I was sitting I was sitting here thinking like, you know, I'm pretty sure that was my idea. <laughs> it and was, was it you that recommended I Go ahead, I'm sorry. I, I made a recommendation that you haven't changed that I am now saving to talk about later. So um, Okay, I think I know what it is. Yeah. But you know, I only brought it up because I thought it was an obvious idea you know you're playing avengers and well i think that she's so out of the reworked models i feel like she is so underrated um i feel that she is one of the most criminally like underplayed models in this game um she's so Mm. versatile it's so easy now to get her binary form off basically every turn and the big thing about binary form is it lasts until her next activation so you can use it. You can activate her early in in the turn, pop off binary form, 
get all of the offensive output out of it in her activation. Then she gets the def- all the defensive buff throughout that turn. Then you can activate her late in the next round. You get all of that turn defensive bonus, right? So basically two whole um, rounds of, of, uh, of defensive bonuses, right? So she's very, very good. Um, very, very underrated. Um, I mean, and her stat line for a four-threat character is so solid already. It's a 3-4-3. Three, three. So if you add two dice to that, she's a 5-6-5. Five, five. That's unheard of, right? Um, mm. Couple that with energy absorption, and she's pretty much immune to uh, energy attacks, which Absolutely. there are a growing number of. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, I like Carol anyway. I'm an unapologetic fan of her movie. We will definitely get hate mail and someone to unsubscribe for that, which I hope we do get hate mail because hate mail is better than no mail at all. Let me tell a story yeah. real quick. This is a nice little aside. We finally got an email. That wasn't just a like Twitter promotion email or something like that. Um, we finally got an email to the inbox the other day, and I was so hype. I was like, "Oh snap!" Because I checked, I saw in my Gmail app that I had an unread email. I checked my personal account. I checked my work account. Neither one of them. I'm like, "Oh, here it is. It's JTLcast." I check it. It was a request from Brian to share a document. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh- so funny story about that. Uh, I signed into the wrong Google Drive when I was doing like college homework. I figured it out. Yeah. I love yeah. It. Anyway, also so... I also I still haven't followed the Twitter. Well, I know <laughs> because I I, I I own the Twitter, so I know. <laughs> anyway, the um. Well, I, I should clarify. I own our Twitter. I don't own the Twitter. That's Elon Musk. But the well, he, doesn't, he doesn't even own it yet. Right. True. Um, he's trying to own it. Um, anyway, the um, <laughs> what rabbit holes do we go down? Um, mm. point being, Carol Danvers is sweet. Um, more people should play her. Um, that's that's basically all I have to say. What What do you think about Captain Marvel, Brian? Oh, um, other than you made the uh, suggestion and you're the greatest for it. I, I was being glib earlier, but I really do think Carol brings so much value to this list. Like dear God. Uh, and also she's another one of those pieces that people just underestimate, which only makes her stronger definitely makes her more fun oh yeah and especially because i I guarantee you the next time we go out of town for a tournament someone's gonna go can i read binary form yep and they're gonna get and they're gonna get dumpstered so apologies to that person that's it apologies not apologies Mm. all right well epic jason what is our ninth character so our ninth character is my last affiliated character. It's kind of a, a personal pick. Probably better characters in this slot, but I'm bringing the Incredible Hulk. Uh, what what can I say? He's huge. I love big models. Bringing him with Hulkbuster 
it's just it's just wonderful. You get to rain down so much terror on the board. I've only gotten to do it a couple of times, though. Once against Dormammu, and I feel like Hulk was uh, probably the greatest piece on the board for me that game. Mm. I don't bring him often, but when I do, it's a ton of fun. Fair enough. Okay, so Hulk, another beefy boy. Um, I, I like new Hulk. He's another reworked character. Um, I wouldn't say that he is underplayed anymore. I think that he is sufficiently played. Um, but yeah, new Hulk is, is a blast. Um, I am a Hulk fanboy just as a comic character. Um, so you don't have to sell me too much in putting him on a list, but we'll we'll talk about that in list suggestion stuff. Anyway, um, Brian, what do you think about the Incredible Hulk, Mr. Banner himself? Um, actually, it doesn't make any sense for the Hulk Buster and the Hulk to be on the same team. Uh, because the Hulk Buster suit was designed specifically specifically to take down the Hulk during World War Hulk. Ah. That's actually not true, but... Uh... Ah. Well... I'm sorry. Not, 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 now, what do you say? Now that other Brian is done, uh, well, actually, yes. Yeah. Um, Brian, what, what do you think about Hulk? Um, Hulk is cool. I... I played a little bit of Hulk. I, I was playing uh, in a previous episode. Will brought us a convocation list that featured Hulk, and I played a couple of games of that and had a ton of fun. Uh, Hulk, Hulk was cool even before the buff, and now he's cooler. Uh, I also think that, like for example, a, a lot of people point to like Iron Fist as like the Dormammu solution. Hulk. Hulk is way better at dealing with Dormammu, and and in general, like, if you see a list that's, like, big, beefy boys on the other side of the table, you don't get beefier than the Hulk. This is true. The Hulk will just out-beef all day. He's one of the few unrestricted throws. So, like, well, that, that, that means there's, what, two unrestricted throws on the list? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Which is huge. Like, don't sleep on that. That's a big deal. Yeah, you can't, can't, uh, cannot ignore that. So. Yeah, so Hulk it is. Well, I guess we have one more character, Jason. What? Who is that character? I believe it might only be one character with an unrestricted bro, actually. Oh, okay. But uh, the final character is uh, my only unaffiliated choice. Also my only two. He kind of got spoiled earlier. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> it is Wong. I said Wong it before. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was just as funny as the first time I heard it. <laughs> I think I'm hilarious. So. We are we are actually contractually obligated yeah, that's... to to use that joke uh, just <laughs> just so that we just yeah, so that everybody's that's, aware. That's a future ad read, actually. So <laughs> uh, Brian just doesn't know it yet. But anyway, so talk to us about Wong. As I said before, I like to fight quite a bit. I play a very brawly list so with a very brawly play style. So you chose Wong to fight. No, Wong is there to support the rest of my fighters. <laughs> 
I got you. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I had to. Um, anyway, go ahead. He distributes power. Uh, as we talked about before, I'm always looking for ways to tinker to get that second Hulkbuster suit. Wong could be a part of that. He helps me gain extra power for my tactics cards. He keeps my characters healed up. I, I think he's good enough to uh, be the only out-of-affiliation choice. I had a... Uh, had Black Widow in this spot for a little while. Wasn't as big of a fan of it. I thought about trying Okoye, but uh, so far Wong does everything I want him to. Okay, the Wonginator it is. Brian, what do you think about Wong? Uh, I was listening to an episode of Morlocks the other day, and Lexa didn't say this because Lexa would not say something so hilariously wrong but the guest said that wong was the worst two threat character in the game yeah i disagree which is just incorrect uh honestly i don't think there's a two threat that's uh, it's weird because like if you compare all the two threat characters it's like looking at the s tier of the bracket like they're all amazing right so what's the point deciding which one is the worst I would uh, argue that since we're going to go down this rabbit hole, I could make an argument that Bob is the worst, but Bob is very, also very good. So, um, I mean, if Bob is the worst two threat, then you know you're doing okay. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. That just furthers your point. Anyway, let's let's go ahead and uh, finish uh, your point. Wong's, about Wong. Wong's great. You can double meditate. He does all kinds of things. He's a toolbox in the shape of a man. That's that's it. So, yeah, we like Wong here on on Journey Through Limbo. Um, yeah, so that's that's ten characters. Um, Epic Jason, let's go ahead and get into tactics cards, sir. My first restricted card is Medpack. Uh, no, you, no, you're doing it out of the order. What? You do no. The order is supposed to be. Affiliated cards. Jason, back me up. That is that. That is how we have done it. Um, but mm. you know, we typically here on Journey Through Limbo, unless it's you, we're pretty accommodating <laughs> to how our guests want to do things. So. You're so doing that, uh, it wrong. That sounds you... like something I should have been warned about in the uh, pre-podcast <laughs> meeting. <laughs> oh, here we are. <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even throw the shade, but I'm the one. How... Who the shade turned back at me. <laughs> How dare you criticize our professionalism? <laughs> Listen, we were on time. I don't. I. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we totally didn't reschedule this three times. So. Mm. We're all punctual and uh, professional here tonight. Yeah. All right. Anyway, my first affiliated tactics card. No, no, no. Tell what you. We have to start with the restricted cards first, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's the rules. So. My first restricted tactics I, card. I, is I, pack. Actually, I. No, I'm, 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 <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Where's the disconnect button? <laughs> <laughs> my first restricted tactics card is med pack. I play a fighty list. My characters take a lot of damage. Most of them are pretty hard to kill, so any healing is uh, really good to get them back up. Med pack is great. Everybody plays it. I, I don't need to. I don't need to say anything else about it. It's already been said. Good card. Yes, very very good card. Um, it's hard to argue against bringing it. Um, but yeah, that's 
Brian, what, what do you think about MedPack? Yeah, we all agree the card has been found to be good. Yeah, it turns out MedPack is a good card with uses. So I, I will say I, I think that it's important to bring up why we all like MedPack, and I think that it's because that card has a use in every game, right? Um, there's not a, a game that you play that you will likely not take damage, right? So it's nice that um, nice to have a heal card. So it's always relevant, especially from one of your restricted slots. It's nice to have a, a consistent card. So anyway, um, yeah, med pack it is. What's, what's the next one, Jason? So my next restricted card is uh, patch up. So... Patch-up comes almost every game. I don't think there has been a game with this list where I haven't taken patch-up. Being able to heal Hulkbuster for five, combine that with his ability to reduce one from everything, it puts him into Hulk-tier health, just about, but with backside. There's nothing more demoralizing for your opponent. I think, and uh, Brian can attest to this, then when you patch up Hulkbuster for five. Oh my lord. The the nicest thing, I think, about the Hulkbuster leadership is it... Most lists, right, play with nine tactics cards and one restricted, because everybody has to bring Brace for impact. This list allows me to not do that, so I think running double heals just gives me so much survivability. I love patch up. I take it every game. Nice. Yeah, I think that's a, a solid choice. The double doubling down on the heel is not a bad thing. Brian, what do you think about patch up? Fuck patch up. <laughs> I am like, you make the decision. You're like, all right, everybody dogpile. And then you're one, you're one damage off. And this guy goes, uh, this guy runs a little 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 person little tiny uh you know sometimes it's a hot guy sometimes it's a vision and it goes oh patch up for five oof and i hate it well get good i guess i don't know it's worth mentioning as well that that five on hulkbuster really becomes more like eight or nine with mm-hmm. built to take it it it's such a big swing. Like you said, you spend your activations dogpiling on a Hulkbuster only to have it undone afterwards, and then he's got a ton of power to Meteor Punch, crack back. It's good card. Absolutely. Good card. Absolutely. Good cards are good. What's our next one? So, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Brian, I wouldn't want to upset you anymore. What? Uh, what? What do I do next? Do you want... Affiliated cards, character-specific cards. I don't. I don't want to upset you. Well, I'm not upset. He's not upset. He's Brian. So. I just wanted you to do it right. And we've already messed Ow. it up. So, so whatever's whatever's next is next. Yeah, it's a, it's already ruined. So just do whatever. <laughs> this is like dinner with my parents. <laughs> so my first affiliated tactics cards will surprise no one. It's Avengers Assemble. Short move for one power, uh, not on their activations. Pretty good. It's good for getting back into position after, say, a, a Shuri shoves you off of a gamble point. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you say that you say that like that's happened to you before. 
No, never. I, I win all my games. Um, <laughs> I didn't even say you <laughs> lost that game. You, you volunteered that information. Yeah. Man, he really lost that game. <laughs> he was like... That match is, I think, the worst that I have ever lost in uh, MCP. It, it's up there, for sure. I, I think your exact quote when I played Wakanda that night was, Wow. Why do people still not play these guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my first game against Wakanda, and um, I didn't, I didn't know what I was signing up for. I was, I was innocent, and you took you got, advantage of that. You, you got learned. <laughs> 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 that I did. That I, I did. I was even wearing my Wakanda Forever hoodie. Like it was. Uh, it was, it was <laughs> that had to have given you a dice buff. Oh, it, it at least gave me a superpower, right? So, um, but uh, anyway, so yeah. Um, Avengers Assemble is a strong card, like you said, um, to counter some Shuri shenanigans, to counter some Black Panther shenanigans, um, even potentially some Web Warrior shenanigans. It's uh, it's just a solid card. Brian, what do you think of Avengers Assemble? Uh, you're playing Avengers, so yeah, Avengers, so Avengers assemble, got to assemble. Right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's how that works. All right, so next card, sir. So my next card is also an Avengers-specific card. I am playing Second Wind. Uh, I have two heals already. I also have Wong. This gives me a team-wide heal for one. And the stun cleanse hasn't come up a ton for me yet, but I imagine it will. It uh, Every time I play this card, it, it it's almost a patch-up, right? It heals three, four, five. I'm never sad to play it. Yeah, no, that's, uh, since healing is a sub-theme of yours, that's, uh, seems like a, a card to include for sure, so. Brian, thoughts on Second Wind? Uh, it's a Second Wind, good card. Uh, there's a fart joke, I'm not gonna say it, it Dang. doesn't matter. Um, there might come, there might be a time where, uh, where the removing of the stun is relevant, but there's just not a lot of... Like, you'll see characters every once in a while that hand out stun on wild triggers, but, you know, wild triggers are inherently inconsistent, and there's not really any, any synergies for doing so, so nobody goes, like, all in on it, so... I think maybe, the maybe big... Hmm. I, think, I, I think the big character in our group that can hand out stuns on a stick that um, you need to pay attention to is Mystique. Um, mm, yeah. But, uh, so that's a nice, a nice tech card for when you're playing against me, so... Um, anyway, yeah, second wind, I, I like it. So, what's, uh, what's card number five? Card number five, uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but, uh, I'm bringing Heroes for Hire. This card slaps. I, I have nothing else to say, really. It, it makes my, it makes my five almost every game. Uh, if, if I don't take Luke Cage, it doesn't come, unfortunately, but, uh, like I said earlier, I that hasn't happened yet. Oh. The greatest thing about it is that the power doesn't have to come off of Luke Cage or Iron Fist. Well, it, it which, literally can't. It literally cannot come off. Yeah. Unless they were targeting the other one, right? Or unless they were targeting themselves, which is an interesting thing to bring up with this card. So the way that it's worded, it said was when an allied character is targeted by an attack and that character is within three of Luke Cage or Iron Fist. Luke Cage and Iron Fist are within range three of themselves, so technically they can spend it um, to, to proc it. That's a oh. corner case thing. 
But in the case of Corvus, like I was talking about earlier, if Corvus were to attack, like Iron Fist, and you wanted to still throw Corvus away, you can play it on yourself. It does give you a place and a throw. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about Absolutely. that. So, just See, from, I'm learning already. There you go, man. That's that's worth the price of admission, at least. So, um, Wait, I'm paying to be here? I thought that, I thought you guys were paying me. Oh, pff, joke's on you. Brad's paying all of us. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Brad. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, Heroes for Hire, that's a little bit of tech for you. Um, I mentioned my tech that I had earlier. This is the other little bit of tech that I had. Brian, what? share your spicy knowledge about Heroes for Hire for us. Uh, I don't have any. I actually... Uh... I actually didn't know about that thing that you mentioned where where you could target yourself with it. That's actually kind of sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool little cool little thing that a lot of people don't think about, but it's uh, it's a nice little tool for the belt if you wish. Um, so yeah, it's a solid card. We kind of we we've talked about it a lot. Um, I don't have anything else to add unless you all have. Nah, next card. All right. Uh, what's uh, what's next? So, uh, would you like to guess, Jason, what my next card is? Uh, you've talked about it quite a bit on previous podcasts, I think. Is it Marked for Death? No. You're really bad at this. No, Marked for Death, Marked for Death would make too much sense. Is it, <laughs> is it, is it, is it all webbed up? Yeah, actually. <laughs> Let us know what it is. I'm, I'm terrible at this game, so. Is is that next level list chicken is to bring a card <laughs> to you can't the <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. So they started so back during the um back during the uh towards the end of the shutdown period when things were starting to open back up, the Charleston group decided that they were going to do tournaments um where they would do a round per week, right? So they weren't mm. like in the store for three rounds, right? But they would do they they were they were there for one game right and they only had contact with their opponent. Um, it was the safest way that they could get by with it. But in order to do it that way, it was sort of like a league where you had to submit your roster, right? Well, Brad submits his roster, and he has cruelty in his like X Men roster, <laughs> and everybody's like, "What the heck?" Like what, what? What's going on here? And Brad didn't realize it was affiliated to Criminal Syndicate, <laughs> so he literally brought a card that he couldn't play. <laughs> nice one, Brad. Tragic. Yeah, yeah, that's so. Anyway, that's a, that's our other joke at Brad's expense. Um, anyway, I'm sure that I I misquoted something there, and he'll he'll correct me. But um anyway but i i do know that he brought cruelty in a list that he could not play so um anyway so uh yes on that note what what's the next card jason so the next card is helios laser bombardment oh that guy uh yeah this is uh i don't bring it every game like i do some tactics cards but it's my favorite in the list it uh it's always fun. It's very thematic. It feels good to hit just about anything with like an orbital space laser. Uh, and it's never fun in the moment, but there are times when I've spent 10, you know, 12 power on a Helios laser and uh, hit once or twice. And 
it's always a little frustrating in the moment, but you know, I can laugh about it now. Oh, Helios laser bombardment. Brian, I I think I'm just going to let you talk about Helios laser. Uh I I think Helios laser is is the most funny whenever you're rolling like 15 dice against bullseye. <laughs> Absolutely. You never miss, huh? Let's see let's see if I miss. Uh... <laughs> oh my. Poor R.I.P. that bullseye. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it's just such a good card. I'd make so much power in this list. There are times where I'll have Vision just meditate or meditate twice, and that's, then that's have. Long. Yeah, I don't remember what it's. Synthesis. Synthesis. Yeah. How do they you do not remember thing? models that you play all the time? Oof. Oh, look at me! I'm I'm Mr. Brian. I'm gonna bully the new player on the podcast. <laughs> is that really any different than if we were face to face? No, no, it's not. We have treated yes. you exactly the way that we treat you in person. So, <laughs> yeah, for all the listeners out there, it's like you're at the table with us, except, uh, you know, Brian's not actually losing to me. <laughs> yeah, because he brought out Dormammu. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to. I beat him so bad he had to start playing Dark Dimension. It's okay. Dang. Okay, so Helios Laser is a great piece. Speaking <laughs> of, it it annihilates a Dormammu sometimes. Um, or it doesn't. It didn't last time. <laughs> Again, I spent maybe maybe fifteen power, uh, Brian, it was and it was I rolled 17, a, actually. I rolled enough skulls that uh, the damage I did didn't matter. I think I. Uh, I think you completely blocked out yes i did yeah it doesn't doesn't feel good <laughs> it happens but the the card is the card is a very nice tech piece it, it's a um it's a neat um addition to the uh to the repertoire whether you're playing hulkbuster or regular iron man it's just a it's a nice card it was a nice design choice um Especially to make it tied to a specific character, um, I, uh, I I'm a fan of the card. Jokes aside, but um, I won't say that too loud or too many times. But I'm a fan of the card. I, I already made up my ringtone. It's okay. Ah, good, perfect. Um, I'll just never call. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, what's our next tactics card, sir? So our next tactics card is Indomitable. I don't have to bring this often, but it's never bad. Almost every game has a throw. Almost every game has a push. It's mostly in there. I'm playing both Hulkbuster and Hulk, both of which, uh, despite having damage reduction on throws, it doesn't feel good to have Hulk or Hulkbuster thrown into somebody like Wong. So Indomitable is there to help out with that. It's a good card. Yeah, Indomitable is just a solid card. Um, I think that, I mean, we, we've talked about it quite a bit. Um, I'm back and forth on whether I think it will eventually end up on the restricted list or not. I'm currently in the camp that I don't think that it will um, the more that I've played it, but it might. Um, I don't feel strongly one way or the other, but I do think that it is a very, very good card. Um, it's very good into... Um, 
like web warriors, for instance, um, because you can't be thrown or pushed, right? Um, so it's a uh, yeah, it's a solid solid tech piece, a, ni- a nice other tool to have in your belt. Um, Brian, what do you think about Indomitable? Yeah, in a lot of matchups, Indomitable is exactly the thing that you need because you're you're trying to fight, and Indomitable prevents strategies that would say push you off of a blue and allow the other team to try and like outscore you as a as an attempt to survive. So no, you say no, you don't push me, you don't get the point, and then I'm gonna punch you. Well, and here's here's a another thing, you know. Um... I play a lot of Convocation, and within Convocation, I, I've been known to play Strange 1 um, quite a bit, and mm-hmm. he has to damage you to, to push you, right? Um, yes. The, in this list, you can play the game of, I'm probably not going to damage you, right, because of all your defensive tech, but if I do, then you have this in your back pocket to, to just spend two power, and there it is. Um, so it's... Indomitable is a sweet, sweet little tech piece um, for lots of different matchups. What's our what's our eighth tactics card, Epic Jason? So uh, our eighth tactics card is tactical analysis. Ooh. Hulkbuster moves relatively quick. Uh, he's got a medium sized move on a large base. Lets him get around pretty well. There are times when I wish he could get around just a little bit faster, and in those games. Or games that I play Hulk, I bring tactical analysis. I have a lot of power across a lot of my characters. It's good for getting someone into range. I've used it to get Luke Cage into range for a uh, for a block. It's it's really good. It doesn't make my list every time, but I would say that when I do take it, it's for a specific reason, and it always gets used. Yeah, it's a. It's a forgotten card. It's another card that comes in that uh, vision pack, right? Um, mm-hmm. I remember yeah. when it came out, it was a very strong card. Um, people found a lot of use for it. And it's it's just one of those very versatile tactics cards that's that's fallen by the wayside as the game's gone on. But it also attests, again, to the power creep um, aspect of the game that I, I would argue that the power creep thing really isn't there because this is a very very early adopted card um, and it's it's just as relevant um, people just don't play it for whatever reason uh, brian what do you think about tactical analysis oh it's great there's a lot of synergies here um there is i mean healing is a sub theme and uh underrated great cards is another sub theme i think even though it's not you know mechanically present mm-hmm. just good stuff that people don't bother looking at yeah some some forgotten forgotten cards of Mar- marvel crisis protocol so all right well that's that's number eight what's number nine uh speaking of forgotten cards of crisis protocol uh i'm bringing follow me Ooh. this card when it works it's amazing for those of you that haven't played against it in a while, the active character may spend six power to play this card at the end of their activation. They may choose another allied character within three. The chosen character immediately activates it. There are few things in this game that can stand up to something like uh, like Double Hulk at the top of a round. This is it, true. 
it lets me go first with a character like Hawkeye, hand out some conditions, and then he can use his extra power that he wasn't going to be able to use for anything else to activate Hulkbuster, and he can go in and just, you know, tear shit up. I like this card a lot, and uh, we've mentioned it before. This is a home for cards and characters that don't get played in these positions that often. And that's the way that I tend to play games like this. I like to try and find my own niche, do my own thing, and make it work the way that I want it to. And I felt like that I've done that with this list. Follow Me is a pretty big part of that. I, I like this card a lot. I think it's better than people give it credit for. Yeah, yeah, it's a solid uh, solid choice. Like you said, the old back-to-back Hulk activation um, could be brutal, depending on board situation. Um, Brian, what do you think about Follow Me? Uh, I think it's magical Christmas land nonsense. I have every time Jason has asked me for suggestions, the number one thing on the list is to cut follow me and put a better card in there. Dang, it's so greedy. Now granted, it is the it has punished me. You know, full disclosure, I have been absolutely wrecked by it. Uh, but I I'm I'm caught. I'm torn. I'm torn between respecting the utter, disgusting, filthy greed and uh, torn between trying to push you into a direction that makes you play better cards. One thing that I like this card a lot for is uh, at the time that I put it in the list, you were playing a lot of Midnight Suns, which Mm. uh, you have your big swing turn. Darius plays a lot of spider foes. He's got well-laid plans. Follow Me has enabled me to have my own swing turn. It's... You tell me not to take it. If there were other cards that enabled me to do what I wanted to do, I think I probably would. It's not... It's not perfect. It's a little expensive, I think, for what it is. There are games where I just don't have a good opportunity to use it. So it's not, you know, I don't think I've just stumbled onto the new truth, but uh, it's worked well for me in a lot of games so far. So I'm going to continue experimenting with it, I think. Yeah, I think it's worth that for sure. Um, yeah, well, I think we only have one tactics card left. What What is that card, Jason? So my last card is uh, Advanced R&D. Ah, we knew it was coming. Yeah, any list that builds this much power and kind of tends to either hold on to it or spend it for uh, cards. It lets me do something like uh, attack twice with Hawkeye, build up a bunch of power, and then spread that out. Uh, Again, I really want to try to get that second suit. So uh, something like this can help me get there just a little bit quicker. But it usually, if Hulkbuster dies, it's usually towards the end of the game, and this card has already been spent. But... uh, if it's demoralizing to have a patch up for five on Hulkbuster, having a completely fresh one come in is, I want to do it, and I want to do it to Brian. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm about it. I, I think that I would like to be present when you do it to Brian. <laughs> um, I just want to see that vein pop out on his forehead. I will do everything in my power to prevent you from doing that. <laughs> Oh, this is going to get good. Maybe we should record that game. Um, 
<laughs> we can we can sabotage uh, Crit Hit Wild's YouTube channel too. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So that's ten tactics cards. Um, let's move on to crises. Um, Jason, I I didn't explain this at the top of the show for you before we started recording, but um, how we do tactics cards here, we like to give all three of the secures and then talk about them as a group, then give all three of the extracts and talk about those as a group. Um, so what are your three secure crises? So my three secure crises are Gamma Wave sweeps across Midwest, Mutant Madman turns city center to lethal amusement park, and Demons Downtown has our comeuppance come due. All right. So that's uh that's three uh three secures. What uh so so what do you like about this this grouping? Talk to us about this grouping. Why are these your three choices? I like to fight and I like to uh, kind of group up into a big murder ball on the uh, on the board and both of my E's are really great for that. I love gamma. You know, Brian has been talking about this theory that higher threat characters are uh better at low threats and playing hulkbuster on 15 i tend to agree it feels very strong demons downtown i have two characters that are immune to incinerate i i like both these crises a lot uh, mutant madman i'm a very tanky list it uh it's a slower scoring uh scoring map which i want because i want to beat you to death first Nothing else has uh, really caught my interest for these, so these three I feel are the best for what I want to do. Yeah, no, I I think that those are are three very fighty, uh, well, at least two very fighty uh, scenarios, and then one one little bit of spice. Brian, what do you think about this grouping? Yeah, I've I've played against all of these. Uh, all of these secures in different configurations, and I and all of them. You know, Demons is a classic of the genre. Uh, Gamma Wave as well. Um, I I have a soft spot for Arcade, as I'm as I'm sure you know, Jason. Oh, me too. Arcade is my favorite X villain, so so I get it. Um... And also, I think there's a lot of good reasons for bringing this particular crisis, mostly mostly for the low scoring. Um, also. There are just you can't there there aren't enough E's that you can justify playing three E's in your blues. Actually, I don't think there are even enough to do that. Yeah, no, I there there's not a. There I don't think another, there's a third blue E. Yeah, there's that, that's what I was gonna say. There there are red E's, but not not a third blue. But but we'll talk about we'll talk about some potential options momentarily for sure but what i what i definitely want to ask epic jason is did the the threat levels play any part of this or was it just the scenarios uh threat comes into it a little bit i uh i like playing on 17 a lot uh but i didn't bring a whole lot of them like i said earlier 15 with hulkbuster uh usually if i'm playing gamma i take something like uh hulkbuster dr voodoo Luke Cage Wong. Okay. And I feel pretty good at 15. 19 is another good one for me. Uh, I would say it was mostly the crises themselves, but Threat has come into it for me a little bit. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's go ahead and move on to Extracts. What are, what are your three Extract crises? 
So my three extracts are Mystic Wakandan Herbs, Fact or Fiction, Struggle for the Cube Continues, and the Montesi Formula Found. Okay, so let's... Uh... Yeah, so we have we have herb, which is a very brawly scenario, right? We have Montesi, which is a straight down the middle scenario with energy defense that you have uh, with, with energy attacks that you have lots of energy defense for, and then struggle for the cube. That's a that's a nice spread out scenario. So talk to us about why you like these three choices. I like them for a lot of the reasons that you said. Mon- is it Montesi? Did I say that wrong? Um, I've always said Montesi. I don't know that that is correct. Um, that's just what I've always said. So it's another E. I, I actually uh... think that it's pronounced Montesi. If I'm being like phonetical about it, I think it is Montesi. But okay. Um, anyway, that, that's I will put that at the top of the episode. Please, listeners, if you have uh, feedback as to my uh, mine or Epic Jason's uh, mispronunciation of this uh, term, please give us that feedback at jtlcast at gmail.com. Shameless plug. <laughs> if the first email we get is about correcting pronunciation, I think this whole thing was a mistake. Or, or was it? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So talk to us about your extract, sir. Uh, yeah, it gives me another E, which I like a lot. It lets me play at 17, which I also like a lot. The spell books, this is the crises I spoke of earlier where I usually bring Carol. It really disincentivizes them from using their spell books on my, uh, on my team, knowing that Carol is going to be able to get a bunch of power off of it to crack back. Cubes is another one that came at, uh, I think this one was also Brian's recommendation, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was gives me gives me more power. Uh, I'm going to heal a lot of the damage that I take from it, so it's not going to be as noticeable for me, but it will be for my opponents. Hopefully, lets me play at 17. And like you said earlier, herbs is very fighty. It's easy to disrupt. I don't have like a great crazy magical Christmas land herbs play. I would probably feel pretty bad about this if I was playing into a team that did. Uh, I know there have been all sorts of uh, talk about shield shenanigans and stuff like that. But I, I felt pretty safe with it so far, and it lets me play at 15, which I like to do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's an extract grouping. Um, Brian, what do you, do you have any any thoughts that you you would like to add before we move on? Well, the lineup that you mentioned for Gamma Wave, uh, which is it's what Hulkbuster, Doctor Voodoo, Luke Cage, and Wong, is also super nasty on Wakandan herbs. Mm-hmm. That's usually my my fifteen threat layout. And yeah, I think um, there there's sort of a really nice. It's like a happy coincidence that Montesi formula. I I don't believe that's. I cannot. My brain can't wrap itself <laughs> around the idea that that's how you pronounce that word. Uh. The book, the book extract is a nice little, the, the Carol synergy is a really fun overlap, sort of, you know, sort of a happy accident and where you can just, Carol, Carol grabs a book, walks up to the middle point and says, all right, come on, let's throw down. You can almost use her on that scenario to protect other characters. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay, well, that gets us to the end of our extracts. Um, Brian, would you like to... No, you would not. We would like to talk about feedback first. Uh, Brian, would you like to go first with feedback, or would you, uh, would you like me to? Uh, I'll go first. I don't have a lot of things. Okay. Um, my main thing, this is something I've also mentioned to you before, uh, drop follow me for no matter the cost. I know you're not going to do it, so don't bother writing it down. <laughs> I'm writing it down anyway. Okay. Uh, that's my major thing. Uh, this list has gone through many, many iterations and lots and lots of playtesting, so it's pretty polished as far as what the game plan is and what specific characters slot into what specific situations. So there's not a ton to improve upon. Might there might be an argument uh, for swapping one of the blues, but I don't know what it is because I like I don't know I like everything about this list, despite my complaints. In the moment, I think this this is the way this is what Avengers would look like if the if Avengers were cool. Thank you very much. All right, uh, I'm kind of mad that that's recorded because now you're not going to let me live it down. That's true. I'm going to listen to this every night. Mm. It's going to be my mantra. All right, whatever. Jason? All right, so uh, <laughs> that's Brian's feedback. Um, my feedback, so I have something for each category. Um, just, just something to chew mm. on for each category. So we, we kind of preluded this earlier in the character category. I am such an unapologetic fan of Miss Marvel. Um, so if I am playing Avengers, I'm including Miss Marvel in the list. Um, I think that Miss Marvel could play the Hawkeye role really well um, and be your back point setter. Um, she's not going to be able to spend tactics cards as well as Hawkeye does, um, but she has exactly the same reach with her transform, and then she can come back um, at the end of her activation. I'm such a huge fan of her. It also opens up the door to potentially include the Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel team-up card um, if you decide to add both of them to the list. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Miss Marvel fan. I think that she can deal a lot of damage, and she has a deceptive amount of reach. Um, then... So that's and you would cut Hawkeye for that? Potentially. That's, that's who I would look at first. Um, if not Hawkeye... Then if you wanted to keep Hawkeye, I would potentially look at the Hulk thing um, just because does the I, I love the double big character like cutesiness of it, but I would have to ask myself. Um, it's very if, greedy. Yes, if I if I were playing that enough to make it worth it. Right. Um, or if I would rather have the the flexibility of another three. Um Personally, I am not a fan of playing two huge characters in the same list unless I'm playing my Brotherhood, for instance. Um, and even that was corner case. Um, so that's I, I, I would look at, at either Haw Hawkeye or Hulk, depending on how you wanted to go with that route. Um, but that's that's the only character recommendation I have. The 
tactics card recommendation I have, I'm actually not going to be a bully about follow me like Brian <laughs> was. Um, <laughs> but I am going to recommend Bitter Rivals. Um, you talk about your fate, like you love to play the Brawly play style. Um, now, it is a, a um, restricted card. So you would have to cut either med pack or patch up, but because you have second wind and Wong, I don't know that that's as big of a deal. Um, and it allows you to get a more brawly tactics card, which also is another layer of tankiness because it takes away an attack uh, die from your opponent as well. Um, so I, I really like bitter rivals. Um, I think that could go in instead of a med pack for sure. I've looked at it before. I think you might be right. I think with the other healing that I have, yeah, that I will probably be one that gets play tested for sure. Yeah, I think that you can uh, you can afford to drop one of those two and um, and uh, yeah. So and and it seems like patch up has paid dividends for you. So I, I think that med pack would be the call for sure. I'm right there with you. Um, now let's get to secure crises. Um, I do think that mutant madman spreads you out a little too much. Um, so I would consider dropping it for intrusions um, because intrusions allows. <laughs> Hulkbuster to kind of own a flank, and once he has owned that flank, he can uh, he can get back in the fight on another point, right? Um, so that's uh, that's yeah. Um, I I don't know. It's also a bigger threat level. Um, if you want to continue going down the the Hulk Hulkbuster duo, um, it allows you to get more characters and like both of those characters in the list with more support, right? Um, being a 19th threat scenario. I don't know what you think about intrusions, but definitely uh, of my blues, it is the first to go. I I agree. I think that that's the weak point of the, of the three. I think the other two synergize with what you have really well. But I tend to enjoy nineteen more than eighteen with this list as well. I would agree with that. With a six threat leader um, playing for whatever reason, playing Magneto, um, it seemed like the nineteen threat lists were easier to build than the eighteen ones. I, I have to think it has to do with the sixth year yeah. for whatever reason. So, well, especially since you have such a potentially strong fifteen-point core, then it's just an additional four on top of that. Yeah, which just is playing vision easy. on top of it. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, or Doctor Voodoo, or whatever. But um, anyway, so yeah, that's that's my secure crisis um, recommendation. My extract recommendation is actually to drop struggle for the cube. Um, for research station. Mm. And my reason being there is struggle for the cube is another spread out scenario, whereas research station is straight down the middle. Um, you do struggle a little bit with CS in that matchup, but I think that you technically outlive them because you are tankier than they are. Um, you just have to be able to kill them fast. And I think that using bitter rivals allows that to happen. So. That's been that before struggle for the cube had this slot. It actually was research station. Okay. Okay. My fault. I missed that. So, oh no, you're totally fine. So it's definitely something I think. I don't know. Lately I've been uh, torn on struggle for the cube because it's so demoralizing to uh, be playing that scenario and have a well-laid plans go off. It. And I play against well-laid plans quite a lot. 
I think it could be cut for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just something to consider. Well, uh, I, I do believe that brings us to the end of our feedback portion now, um, officially. So, Brian, uh, how about you hit us with a sweet, sweet ad read? All right. Uh, this week's comic recommendation section is sponsored by no one. We couldn't get a sponsor. Oops. I did it again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep um and now we lost our last listener of epic jason will not be downloading this week's episode. <laughs> anyway so the uh that brings us to our sweet comic book recommendation portion of our episode um i think that we brought some unexpected titles this week brian would you like to go first or would you like me to uh, i'll go first okay. um I picked this one just because, I don't know, I, I wanted to be cute. Uh, I picked Heroes for Hire, the Civil War tie-in from 2006, written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray, which is, uh, it doesn't share any real similarities with with the ten. It's just a fun book. But it does have the card in the title, Heroes for Hire. Mm -hmm. So yeah, do you, you have anything else to add or, or just a fun book? Uh, it's a fun book. I When Misty Knight shows up, cool things happen. Misty Knight is a great character. I was about to ask you who your favorite character was in the, in the book, and I assume it's Misty Knight, so... Um, well, Misty Knight's tied with Black Hat because I'm such a huge simp for Black Hat. Oh, but, we know. You know. Oh, we know. All right, so my comic book recommendation this week, it's funny that you went for the Heroes for Hire angle because I went for Power Man and Iron Fist from 2016 to 2017. I know that um, several listeners are going to find that hilarious considering that I don't like Iron Fist, but I love Luke Cage. And usually the only way that I can tolerate Iron Fist is if he is in the same um, in the same book with Luke Cage. Um, so I really enjoyed this this comic. Um, I'm going to read the the um, the details uh, portion from Marvel Unlimited um, because I think that it it actually sums the book up the best way possible. Um, so the original Heroes for Hire back on the clock. We know you've been waiting to see Luke Cage and Danny Rand back together and back to street-stomping basics. Power Man and Iron Fist are tracking a mystery with all the ingredients of a classic Heroes for Hire tale. Expect old friends, hired goons, crime lords, weird magic, plenty of power, a flurry of fists, and as much bromance as you can handle. It's Power Man and Iron Fist reunited, and writer David Walker and artist Sanford Green are making it feel so good. Aren't you happy that I read that with as much gumption as I did? I was oh. loving the zeal. You had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah. 
Yeah. What I, I mean, I don't know what's better, the weird magic, the flurry of fists, or the bromance. So It's got to be the bromance. Right, right. Yeah, I, I was also going to say bromance. Yeah. I love that they couldn't just say romance. They had to say bromance, but whatever. Um, anyway, the because um, we know that they have kissed for sure. Um, anyway, the uh, Power Man and Iron Fist. Um, it's a it's a fun comic. It's a fun little little uh, team up that. Um, yeah, it, it harkens back to old things, um, but also is a new twist. I I recommend it. Again, I'm not usually a fan of Iron Fist, but I enjoyed this book. Um, so check it out. Well, that's that, fellas. Um, I I do believe. Uh, I actually brought my own comic recommendation. You did. Oh, okay. great! I did. Here we go. I did. Let's. let's I, uh, I knew it. you guys would want. I knew you guys would want some great Tony Stark reading. Uh, if how much you're a fan of the character, so I'm bringing uh, the uh, Demon in a Bottle arc from I think it's the. I think it's the David Michelin and uh, John Romita Jr. Uh, run. But uh, it's a great Tony Stark story. It's very classic. Uh, it talks all about his issues with alcoholism and uh, what it means to be a hero but also have flaws, which is something that I appreciate a lot in stories. I uh, I like flawed characters. Uh, it's a great book. I really enjoy the end. There's this great monologue about what it means to Tony to be a hero that uh, I like quite a bit. I think it's uh, one of the better Iron Man stories out there. And that's that's saying something coming from a, an unapologetic Iron Man fan, right? Absolutely. And in case anyone specifically wants to look it up, Demon in a Bottle was published in The Invincible Iron Man. In, Thank 19, you. in 1979, in issues 120 through 128. Thank you for uh, for pointing that out, Brian. Appreciated. So yeah. Also, that was the one acceptable Iron Man book to re to bring because it highlights how much of a piece of garbage human being St Tony Stark is. Dang. Ouch. Dang, but true. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's uh, that's a comic recommendation. Um, we got we 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 got a, a Heroes for Hire recommendation. We got a Luke Cage Iron Fist recommendation. We got a Tony Stark recommendation. I mean, we basically knocked out most of the list. So. I'm a big fan of how, uh, despite being a uh... You know, maybe maybe this has all just been one elaborate ruse you guys have been pulling on me. Maybe your favorite comic book character really is Iron Fist. Ah, gross. Nope, I will not even jokingly admit that. That will never be a soundbite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, that, <laughs> that does bring us towards the end of the episode here. Um, Epic Jason, thank you again so much for joining us. Um, would you like to... Uh, have any closing remarks? Do you have any any plugs that you would like to do for anything, or or uh, anything that you would like to get out before we finish up the episode? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to plug. I just wanted to say thank you guys for having me on. And uh, you know, you guys give me a hard time, but I probably wouldn't play this game if uh, not for the two of you. So Brian, especially, I know I give you a hard time, but uh, you're you're an awesome opponent, and I look forward to our games. 
well, that's just genuine, nice sentiment, and it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, be mean to me now. Well, mm. on on that note, I would also like to add that we again we do give you a hard time, but I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed um or I'm I'm so glad that you've enjoyed the game and that you uh you decided to play with us because you you have been a valued member to the group and and you've become a, a great friend. So we it's been our pleasure to have you on. Um, so Brian, it's your turn to be sappy and uncomfortable. Say something nice, Brian. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> that is the nicest thing Brian has ever said. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again for coming on the episode. Um, Brian, do you have any closing remarks before before I get into the, the sign-off period? Uh, nope. Okay. So uh, thanks again for listening to Journey Through Limbo. Uh, if you could get us a um, – get, get us a uh, – Follow on Twitter at JTLcast. I know Brian won't, so I'm, I'm relying on all of you <laughs> to do that. Um, please uh, email us any feedback you have at, at uh, JTLcast at gmail.com. Um, please uh, hit us up on any of the uh, podcast providers that you listen to us on. Please uh, hit us up with a five-star review if you could. It helps us uh, get to the top of those al- algorithms, help us to be seen by more uh by more people. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that is a wrap on episode eight. So, uh, I, I think it's time we sign off. That's right. See you nerds. Bye-bye.